Hi friends, it's Pastor Drew Wilkerson from Bridgewater Church. Hey, thanks for stopping by this podcast. It's our prayer that as you listen, God will speak to your heart and you will feel inspired and you'll learn new things that will help you in your daily walk with God and just in life in general. So again, thanks for stopping by and thanks for listening. Hey, good morning, everybody. It is great to see you here at Bridgewater Church. And I just want to say to all the guys, Happy Father's Day. It is great to be with you. And wasn't the video we just saw fantastic? I loved it. Dads, granddads, no matter how you are nurturing a child, you are a hero. Think about it. There are so many roles that dads play during their lifetime. Your educators, your protectors, fixers, your uh, wise sage, your uh, silly clown, a storyteller. Dads, most importantly, you're a constant friend. And I just am celebrating you this morning because you are so important to the lives of your children. Now, we're in the second week of this new series called Family Matters, and uh, I thought it only fair since for Mother's Day, we talked about Mary, the mother of Jesus. Today, let's talk about Joseph, the earthly father of Jesus. Now, just as a reminder, you know this, uh, Joseph was told by Mary, we'll get into the story, that she was pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, as I'm thinking this through in the last few days, I realize that even though we don't know much about Joseph, there are four incredible, I'm going to call them revelations, that we can learn from him and realize that God was strategic in empowering Joseph as the father of the Messiah, the father of Jesus. And from his life, these four revelations, I think, are going to be crucial to all of us, no matter what stage, what position you're in, as you are raising and empowering children today of all ages. So, let's dive in. I want to talk about these four revelations, and the first comes from Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 19. Now, this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. Here's the first revelation. God favors earthly fathers. Now, how do, we, how do we really view Joseph? What do we need to do to understand this man? Well, Scripture tells us he's faithful to the law. Scripture tells us that he loved Mary deeply. In fact, if we think about this, we realize that Joseph was essential to the lineage of Jesus as the Messiah and 
the person prophesied about as the one that will be the king in the line of David. That's why Matthew writes his gospel the way that he does. And when, when we begin to unpack Joseph's attitude, don't be so quick and don't be too hard on him because the, the three stages of the Jewish process for marriage really come into view as we're understanding Joseph's story. The, the first stage, as we all know, is the engagement. Still, still the same today. And once the couple was engaged, and this was arranged by the parents of Joseph and Mary, then there would be the betrothal. This was the ratification of the engagement. It would last one year, and at this time, uh, they could break it off, this young couple, but it had been so well uh, orchestrated that Mary and Joseph, uh, it would have been unusual for them to break it off. In fact, most people would have seen them in that culture as already being married. That led to the marriage ceremony. Finally, at the end of the year of the betrothal, they would get married and live happily ever after. There's just one small glitch. There's just one glitch here. Mary comes to Joseph and says, Honey, I'm pregnant. He's freaking out. Joseph is freaking out. Dads, do you ever freak out? Are there ever things that happen in the lives of your family, especially with your children, where you're just completely freaked out? I can remember vividly when Kate said to me, hey, it is time to take our firstborn home. That was Melissa. It's time to take her home. I'm ready to leave the hospital. It dawned on me. I was a dad. It really hit me that I was responsible for this other person wrapped up in a blanket coming home in a car seat. This was my child. Well, I can't even begin to imagine what Joseph was thinking, all freaked out about the fact that Mary said to him, Joseph, I'm pregnant. And then she gives this insane, what seemed to be, what seemed to be insane answer, that she's pregnant with the Messiah. Scripture tells us it was the overshadowing of the Holy Spirit of God. Literally, the phrasing meant that she was found. She, she saw God's glory overwhelm her. Joseph and Mary had believed that the Messiah would come. This was part of their teaching, part of their upbringing, but never once did Mary ever think she would become the mother of the Messiah? And I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt, Joseph never thought he would be chosen by God to be the earthly father of Jesus. This first uh, insight, this revelation emerges. Think about it. God favors earthly fathers. We know that God 
favored Mary. We're told that. She was highly favored. And I'm not trying to water down the story of Mary as the mother of Jesus. But don't think for a moment that God had made a mistake when he chose Joseph to be the father of the Messiah. To be Jesus' dad. Can I just stop here a minute and say to all the guys... If you have children, you are not a mistake. We often say that about kids. They're not a mistake, and they're not. When they're born, they are a gift from God. But dads, you're not a mistake either. In our imperfections and our struggles, God wants to be with us every step of the way if we will put our faith and our trust in God. I love what Joe Batagalia said. The presence and involvement of a father is unlike anything else in the universe. That's because dads mimic what our Heavenly Father does for us, his children. He protects, he shelters, he comforts, and he loves. That's exactly what God was saying to Joseph. We're not, none of us, we're not prepared for what will happen in the lives of our children. We have no idea how it's all going to unfold. I think that's how Joseph felt. I'm, I'm going to be the, the earthly father. I'm chosen by God. God favors me to be the dad to the Messiah. Well, that's, that's all of us. God favors us. God cares for us. Dads, realize you are chosen by God to fulfill the role that God has given you. And even when we fail at it, miserably, when we turn to God, he's there. Our children want us to be involved in their lives. And I'm grateful for Joseph that he was chosen with God's favor, which leads to this next part of of the story and our second revelation. Look at Matthew chapter 1, verses 20 through 23. Now we're talking about Joseph. But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Are you ready for the second revelation? God understands a father's fears. Now, we've already touched on this. We've talked about how Joseph was uh, shocked. Let's use that word. He was shocked by Mary's uh, statement that she was going to birth the Messiah and she was pregnant by the Holy Spirit of God. We're told in verse 20 that Joseph considered what Mary told him. And what he was thinking about was a quiet divorce. It's not like today. Divorces usually are loud. They can be very messy. But think about it. Joseph loved Mary. He didn't want to publicly disgrace her, but I do want to be honest about this. 
I think there were a lot of hidden fears in Joseph's heart and his mind. Think about this. Joseph was afraid of public disgrace. He was afraid of his parents' reaction. He was afraid of public opinion. He was afraid of the power of religious authorities. He was afraid that Mary was lying to him. He was afraid of losing Mary because he loved her. And let's put the big one on the table. He was afraid that Mary was telling the truth and she was pregnant with the Messiah. Guys, regardless of our fears, God wants to help us. And, and I was doing some research on this and there are some wild things that dads are afraid of. They did a survey, and I'm going to give you the list of the, the top answers given by dads about what we are most afraid of. Here they are. I won't be as good a dad as my father was. I won't be able to cope with the stress of parenting. My children will realize I'm not perfect. I won't be able to protect them from everything. My child won't be healthy. Now, I have no idea where number six came from, but apparently it's real. I'll bring the wrong baby home from the daycare. <laughs> here's, here's six more. How do you even bathe a baby or change a diaper? Will I ever sleep again? Guys, how about this one? Will I ever have sex again? How will I financially provide for my children? If I have a girl, how do I pay for her wedding? I just went through this a year ago with my last, my last daughter. And wow, what a great time we had. Which leads to this last one. How do I become the best dad I can be? Guys, don't forget that in the struggles of life, the day-to-day -day stuff, taking care of your kids, Going to bed exhausted, getting up and trying to, to figure out how do we best plan for our children's future. Don't forget this. When you're afraid, the perfect love of God cast out all fear. I really believe what I'm going to say to you next is true. I think all of the poor decisions we make as men are based in fear. When we make decisions that are not good choices, how they impact our families, that's all coming out of our fear. But perfect love, God's perfect love, cast out all fear. And sadly, a lot of times the way that we learn what our fears are, are by making poor choices and, and mistakes. That's what Joseph was about to do. But I want to revisit Matthew chapter 1. Can we go back to verse 20? But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. The angel of God said to Joseph, don't be afraid. It can take all of our energy to trust in God when we are overwhelmed with fear. 
But that's why I love Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. The writer says, and, and do you mind if I read this like he's writing only to dads? Is that okay? Dads, let us approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we men may receive mercy and find grace to help us guys, to help us fathers, to help us dads, to help us men in our time of need. Wow. See, that goes against everything that men believe. We, we feel like we're the ones that have to figure everything out on our own. And God goes, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Joseph, don't do it. Drew, don't do it. Guys, don't do it. We have to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts. Lean not on our own understanding and in all our ways acknowledge God. And God will direct our paths. Too often our fears squeeze out any room for hope and we're paralyzed. But Joseph, he reminds us there is another way. Let's go to Matthew chapter 1, verses 24 through 25, and let's really dig in to what this part of the story tells us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and gave him the name Jesus. Here's our third revelation. Are you ready? God is ready to empower a father's faith. It doesn't take much, guys. Dads, it doesn't take much. God is ready to empower our faith. Now, I want you to think about this. Joseph had the wrong thoughts. Joseph was acting in the wrong way. But God intervened. Don't, don't say to me, Drew, if God would just send me an angel, I'd go the right way. God is sending us a message all the time. Through the word of God, through friends, through prayer. And he does some miraculous things like angels, healing, he opens new doors for us in ways that would be easy to overlook them unless we're willing to say to God, by faith, I am going to trust you. God is ready to empower a father's faith. Every dad and man like Joseph, we are on the threshold of two things. You're either on the threshold of allowing your fears to overwhelm you especially when things go wrong. When our kids are younger and something happens, we can let our fears overwhelm us. How about this? And I'm, I'm a testimony to this. When your kids get older and they're adults and you've trained them up, we're gonna talk about that next week. When you and I have trained them up in the way of God and they go their own direction, it can be a, a frightening thing for us as dads who love God. But listen, I want you to hear me. We're on the threshold of great things. Not only our fears, but let me just plant this seed. You're on the threshold of great things by faith. Don't give up. God isn't done with you yet. And you don't have to be done with God. When things go off the rails, and when things aren't the way that you thought that they would be, just like with Joseph, when he heard the story from Mary, please hear me, understand, Joseph's journey would not be easy. When she became pregnant, people would do the math. They hadn't had the marriage ceremony yet. 
But, but hear me when I say this. By faith, God is ready to empower fathers who put their trust in Jesus Christ. He's the Messiah. He is our Savior. And I want to skip over to one last passage of Scripture that's two years later in Joseph's story. Let's go to Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 through 15. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, out of Egypt I called my son. Here is our fourth revelation. God has created a future a father can trust. Joseph has had probably almost three years to walk this path of faith with God. Mary would have been pregnant for nine months, and scholars believe that this passage written in Matthew's gospel, it's not a mistake that Matthew talked about Joseph as the person who would become the father of the Messiah, and now, two years later, Matthew in his gospel talks about the Magi and Joseph's next steps. Now see this, see this journey clearly. Will you do that with me? It's been probably three years, and by the time the Magi come and find Jesus, scholars think he's, he's two. Herod gets wind of it. You know the story. If not, go to Matthew chapter 2 the beginning of the chapter, and read all of it. It's so incredible. Herod wants to kill any competition. It's sad. He's going to go and try to find this king of the Jews and kill him. God appears not to Mary first. Now God appears to Joseph and says, you've got to take Mary and you have to take Jesus and you need to go to Egypt. This fourth revelation is vital. God has created a future a father can trust. Joseph wasn't allowed to go back to Galilee, his home. Joseph wasn't allowed to stay in Bethlehem. Now Joseph has to pack his family up and go to Egypt, an unknown place where he is going to stay and begin to raise this little boy named Jesus, the Messiah, and take care of Mary, his mother, and Joseph, the carpenter, right? A man that worked with his hands. A, a, a guy who was probably a man's man. Joseph had begun to trust 
God and the future that God was beginning to map out. Guys, it's the same thing. We're here to put all of our trust in Jesus Christ. God didn't appear to Joseph in a burning bush. He spoke to him in a dream. God didn't provide a palace for this royal divine family. They were given humble beginnings in a stable and a small home in Bethlehem. To protect them, God sent them to a foreign land. God didn't speak to Mary. God spoke to Joseph this time. I love Jeremiah 29, 11. God had told Jeremiah the prophet hundreds of years before the birth of Jesus, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Did Joseph ever know that verse? I think he must have. Do you know that verse? God has a plan for you. God has a hope for you. God has a future for you. But dads, would-be dads, dads that are thinking about becoming fathers, surrogate dads who are stepping in, uncles, grandfathers, it doesn't matter. Children need you to lead the way in a world that is struggling to believe in God. Because you can't believe in God by anything other than faith. And God has a future laid out for you. And not just you, but God has a future laid out for your children. The question is, are we going to trust him? Are we going to trust him? Kay and I were at the home of some friends when Matthew, our son, was a senior in high school. He was driving our Toyota pickup truck and all of a sudden I got a call and it was Matthew and I could tell his voice was shaken. He said, Dad, you have to come right away. We've been in Iraq. Not anything a dad wants to hear. Kay and I jumped in the car. We went, we found Matthew and he had been taking his little sister Mary home. And we found them in an ambulance on the side of the road. I looked and I could see our truck had gone over an embankment on the highway and rolled over. There had been a car on the side of the road. It was dusk. It wasn't pulled all the way over. Matthew had clipped the bumper and the truck had rolled And I found them in an ambulance. And my heart was full of fear and struggling to find faith that I had in God. All of a sudden, Matthew pops out of the ambulance. We see Mary. One scratch on Matthew's arm. All he needed was a Band-Aid. Now, I'm not telling you this story because I know some of you have had some tragic outcomes, difficulties you've walked through. Life isn't easy. But I will tell you this. 
We have to put our faith in God because what else do we do? Who's got your future and the future of your children? In whose hands are you placing your trust? In your own? In, in your spouse? We need to make a commitment today to put all of our faith in Jesus Christ. Why? Because he has created a future a father can trust. And dads, even when we don't know what to do, we can trust God for the future. Let's do this together. Let's, let's stand this morning, dads. Let's put our hands out. You know I, I want to do this. This is our way of offering ourselves to God. But I have a, a, a question for you. Would you just think of your kids right now and put them in your hands? And you and I have a choice. Are we going to keep our children in our hands? Are we going to keep our futures in our hands? Are we going to open our hands and give it all to God? Let's do that this morning on Father's Day. God, we are celebrating you. We are praising you. We are thanking you for the role that we play as men and as dads in the lives of children that we love. God, I pray right now for the dads that they would put all of their trust in you. God, I pray that all of us as dads, regardless of the age of the children you've entrusted to our care, that we would decide to love them the way that you love us. Thank you for Joseph. It wasn't easy for him, but he rose to the occasion. You chose him. He was faithful. And God, help us to be faithful too. We love you today, Jesus. And we ask on this Father's Day, take our children, take our families, take our dreams and our hopes. We give them to you once again. And we ask all of this in Jesus' name for your help and your power, your love and your grace. Amen. Well, I love you. You're amazing. This has been an incredible time together. Happy Father's Day. And just remember, we don't have to be perfect. We just have to be faithful. Until we see each other again, take heart and be transformed. Hey, friends, thanks for listening. And if you want to be a part of our eFamily, then all you have to do to join us is click the link below and you can check us out on our YouTube page. You can also join us on social media. And if you'd like to support the ministry, then just click the link to give. We're so grateful for all of our partners and together we can do more than we can alone. So again, thanks to all of you for listening to this podcast and also thank you for helping us reach people around the world for Jesus Christ.